This is Mike and Kevin Beckett. Yeah, we are here for the Rolling Toe Show on uh, December first yep. of twenty twenty two. Yep, and we're back after a two week uh, delay due hiatus. to Thanksgiving. We were on hiatus. We were on hiatus because of Thanksgiving, <clears throat> and uh, the Frank and Russell show has been on delay too as. Uh, Russell's Russell continues sick. recovery. Yeah, but he's better now. I can now. Let's see. They're beagles. So the thing is, I can now. I can now show you uh, uh, as I'd promised or not demonstrate for you as I'd promised long ago what their bark sounds like. And right. here is Frank. Hello. So I hope that uh, helps. I, I don't know if y'all heard that. Let's try it again. All right, that's that Frank. like a cat yowling. It does a little bit, maybe a turkey dying. Turkey dying, yeah, right, that's, something. Yeah. It's it's not it's not what we uh, it's not what we experienced with our collie Lucy. Was the was he doing that because he wanted food? <laughs> he he was doing that because Jasmine was annoying him. Jasmine is my granddaughter, your daughter, right? And she was annoying him. Oh yes, she was trying to get him to bark at oh, her, and he did. The best barking he does is at the cats. Ah. But that's you can't time that, so I have not caught that on audio yet. And the cats love him. The cats hate him. Oh, <laughs> all the cats hate him. Gray won't even come onto the main floor anymore. Trixie, uh, you see, the thing is, you know, he's a beagle. He's he likes chasing rabbits. Yeah. Right. Okay, well, he likes chasing cats, too, if they, look, they run. They look like rabbits. Right, well, yeah, kind of. Uh, Trixie runs, so he loves chasing Trixie. Gracie, the 18-year-old, she doesn't run. <laughs> she is she's like she's not in the mood for running anymore. <laughs> so she just sits there and hisses at him and swats him on the nose. <laughs> so he, they've got a totally different relationship. If Trixie just wouldn't run, they, they would get along fine. Yep. Anyway, yep. Okay. All right. So enough of the domestic bliss. Yes. Yes. We're in the trucking industry. Are we? Sort of. Kind of. On one edge of it. On an edge. Yeah. Very, very far out at the edge. Yeah. <laughs> we do the uh, alignments, tires, handling. Uh, we have a call-in show for all the people that want to call in and ask questions about alignments, tire wear, handling. We do stuff on Facebook. We, we we tackle these questions there. We have a tech line uh, that we answer all the time. We do we do uh, training sessions, seminars, seminars for we various organizations occasionally. Yeah, and uh, if you wanted to call this show right here, you they could you could, could call eight five five nine five zero three eight three five from about noon to about one central. Could you say that once again slowly. Is that how you're supposed to do it? The number. 855, which is the first three digits. 950-3835. There you go. That's the uh, number for calling in. Now, if you call it times other than... Other than that, you'll get some other... I don't know who you'll get. ...person that answers things. I, we don't... Uh, we only answer that phone from noon <laughs> until 1 o'clock Central Time on Thursdays. Right. When we happen to decide to do When this. we're here, yes. Not on Thanksgiving... Not when we're gone. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, and at that time, you'll get answers to these questions. If you call outside of that time, trying to get answers to these questions. Now, we never said the answers would be correct. <laughs> we didn't say that. But they'll be less correct if you, if you call outside those times. That's true. Whoever you talk to then doesn't <laughs> Okay. So do we have any callers? Oh, actually, we do. We have one from Pennsylvania. Well, since we don't get very many, you better get him on the phone. All right. Well, let's go ahead and see what uh, the first uh, caller of the day has. Doug. Ah, good afternoon, Mike and Kevin. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. We did that. We certainly we did. did. We managed to eat the turkey. We did it on Saturday. We were sick on Thursday. And Friday. <laughs> and Friday. Yeah. Yeah, we did Thanksgiving at my house on Friday. Prime rib. There you go. Prime right, rib. Nice. That, that, see, I, I need a prime rib Thanksgiving. That sounds good to that me. That sounds better than the turkey? Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll consider that. I like a prime rib, too. 
Okay. So what's up, Doug? Uh, I have got a new truck on order. It is going to be a... I can't can't help you align the new truck that's on order. Well, (laughs) I have some questions for you regarding... Oh, okay. All right. You realize that once you've ordered the new truck, it's too too late to change the specs. Right. Oh, I don't. I don't need to change the specs. Okay, uh, okay. As soon as I as soon as I take delivery, it's going to be a Freightliner. As right. soon as I take delivery, before I drive that thing fifty feet, I'm <laughs> assuming it's going to have a fifty fifty five degree wheel cut. And yeah. when I take delivery, I'm going to be underneath it on the right hand side steer to move that stop to reduce yep. that fifty five degree wheel cut. Yes. Uh, you question- not to fight it when you when you make those turns, though. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's cool. Now the question I have, or questions I have, how long? How many? Uh, roughly, how many miles after I take delivery should I drive it to let the suspension and uh, steering linkage settle in and wear in, whatever you want to call it, before I take it to Chad? Okay, in in my opinion, because of the way I've seen brand new trucks come off of the assembly line and the tolerances they use in their build, I would take it to Chad immediately and have him set it. And then in my operation, and I'm fairly sure Chad does the same thing, but you'd have to ask him, if I align your truck brand new for you, then I tell you you've got 60 days or 30,000 miles, and during that time the truck's going to settle in. And at that point, I'd like you to bring it back to me, and I would, under warranty, tweak it whatever amount it needs from the settlement. Right. At least 10,000 miles, as much as 30,000 miles. I like, thir- like 30,000. I like 60 yeah. days, 30,000 miles. Okay. And the last question I have, uh, I, I'm still in a position where I can make changes to the order. Uh, I'm thinking of asking the dealer to have them put chrome tires on. Do you think that would uh, eliminate tire wear issues? Yeah, definitely. But but you only need to chrome the tread. Right, right. I've been looking into it. I think that's what they're going to have to do with the electric vehicles. Yeah. yeah. Too much torque. They're going to need chrome for those. Chrome the tread, definitely. Yep. All righty. That's all I have for you today, gentlemen. All righty, buddy. All right. Have a good day. All right, that was uh, that was Doug out Doug. of, uh, I believe, Pennsylvania. Doug, and he's going to go from Pennsylvania to Chad. <laughs> okay, that's uh, yeah. There's he's driving by plenty of really great shops, Lancaster. Yeah. But uh, but once you get attached to a guy, I yeah. understand it. It's personality driven. Yeah, you know, and there's uh, yeah. He's Chad's a really great guy. He's uh, they've been doing it a long time. But so have a lot of other people. Yes, we got a bunch of guys out there. We're looking for more. Yes. We're always looking for more. Right. There's a where was it that I had a, I had a guy just recently wanted to know oh Charlotte, Charlotte North, Carolina. North Carolina. It's a by the way, I mean I've been to Charlotte. It's a wonderful uh, uh, sta- uh city, beautiful Busy place. Uh, weather's great. Uh, somebody in the Charlotte area needs to start using our equipment. Yeah. Well, we have some fleets there. All right, but no, no shops, no shops that'll take in no, public work. No, uh, we have we have over two hundred shops on our shop locator list, and two hundred shops in a country as big as ours is isn't even a drop in the bucket. That's not. It's not enough. And by the way, I mean this is always my complaint. the The shops are in like Pipestone, Minnesota, which is very helpful to about sixteen people. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, it's a Albert Lee, Minnesota. Yeah, well, yeah, a few, a few. Yeah, just, just right that, on the yeah. We have one in Albert Lee and one in Pipestone, and they're only like thirty miles apart, which is great. No, that's more than thirty miles. Well, uh, yeah, whatever it is. Point yeah. being, it's just this far on the map. Yeah, this far. Yeah. <laughs> in some states, like like in North Carolina, I looked that up the other day. We only have uh, three shops right listed on our our deal in that in that. Yeah, one's in the very south. East corner, Elizabeth Town, I think it is, and then one's uh oh, one's in the Raleigh Durham area, I think. Let's see, I'm I'm going to the shop locator list, and one's all the way out west in the mountains. Go to Minnesota. <laughs> I've got 
Minnesota. Minnesota, that's what we were just talking about. We were talking about Minnesota, yes. There's several in Minnesota. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. I got 18 shops in Minnesota, 18. and I got three in North Carolina. Three in North Carolina. Eight, and Minnesota's a great state. Oh, yeah. Lots of trucking going on there. Yeah. I know, you know, uh, I believe, like Iowa, the number one job in Minnesota is truck driver. Plenty of trucks. I thought the number one job in Minnesota was killing mosquitoes. Was what? Killing mosquitoes. Killing, well, that's, a, yes, that's a pastime. Number one pastime in, but you don't get paid for it. Oh, <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Take your word on that one. All right. But, that, but yeah, Charlotte, North Carolina, we, we've actually talked about moving our entire operation to, to, to North Carolina simply because it's, uh, you know, the weather's so great and there's so much trucking there. So why don't we have more shops there? We don't know. Uh, just looking for people that'll do it our way. Right. Yep. Yep. Right. Okay. So, so that's that situation. We don't have any calls. Yes, we do. Oh, let's talk. Yeah, so we've got uh, a call from Kansas, I believe. Uh, Jim Davis has a vibration issue. So actually, not an alignment call, a vibration call. He needs to unplug, we take the, it? unplug the vibrator. Unplug it. Okay, and take the batteries out. Oh, he's got a battery set. <laughs> <laughs> I like one with 220 volts. Okay, all right. Well, we'll go ahead and hear what his issue is. Hello, Jim. Morning, guys. Hey, Hi, morning. I'm... I'm a company driver, and I received this new truck. You know, you're you're very, very, very far away. You're very faint. Are you on your Bluetooth headset? It might. Your Bluetooth no, might not I be active. I don't have a Bluetooth headset. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, well, okay. Let's go ahead and do it. Go ahead. All talk right. to us. Okay. I have a uh, 2023 International. Okay. As, uh, and it was new in June, and it had this tire bounce since I've had it. It's worse when it's empty than when it's loaded, but and they have looked at the drive line, so it's not in the drive line. Is it in the tires? And it's in my seat. It's not in the steering wheel. Okay, so you got a drive line vibration. Okay, so the next question is, what speed does it start vibrating at? It, they said it. I don't think it's the drive line. I think it's the tires. No, what speed? Now, another, so they, now please, please listen to me. Okay. If you feel it in the seat and feet, it's from the drive shaft, engine, rear diffs, what we call the drive line. Could be tires. Could if be it's bearing. in the steering wheel, it's in the front end. Okay. Okay. Got it. So we're in the rear end of the truck. What speed does it start at? It almost shows up at about 10, 15 mile an hour, and it goes all the way as high as I can go. 15, as in 1.5? Yeah, way, way, way low. Okay. Yeah, sounds it, like it's something. Low speed. It sounds like something out of round, a tire, uh, a wheel mounted out of round, something like that. So. Uh, has anybody put it up on jack stands or taken the wheels off and spun them to see if they're round, if there's something wrong there? Not that I know of. I haven't had it in our shop long enough to do that. Okay, that's what you need to do next. Now, as an example of something like that that could happen, years ago, we had a truck that had a vibration like this that started at really low speed. You could feel it. The faster you go, the more frequent it got. And then you got, we're going really fast and we just vibrate. Okay. And when we took the wheels off, we found one tire significantly out of balance. So we took it apart and there was a two by four stuck in it. <laughs> okay? I wouldn't be surprised if anything like that happened. Yeah. So the description you've got does sound like it's in the wheel assembly. Could be the tire, could be the rim. That stuff needs to be taken off and shaken out and see what's going on in them. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. That, that's my question. I kind of thought that's what needed to be done, but I'm just the driver. So I right. have to talk yep. to my shop again. All right. If they want to talk to me, tell them to give me a call. 
at the okay, you know, our tech you. phone number you. is different. You bet you, buddy. Good luck. All right. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, our tech line number is different. If you're if you're calling for an answer on a question outside of the the podcast, which is eight five five nine five zero three eight three five. That's in the podcast. If it's outside the podcast and you want an answer to one of these questions, you need to call a different number. That's 515-967-5626. In any of these shops you, you took your vehicle to, if you have them call that number outside the podcast, then we can answer your questions back. But that goes directly to Hunter Engineering, doesn't it? <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> oh. no, in fact, they're, they're, yeah, they're not going to give you the same kind of support that we're going to anyway so yeah probably not no not the same kind no no right okay all right very good very good all right that that, that, that to clarify that for the for the gentleman when i say a driveline vibration and he right. was worried about the drive shaft so okay well that's, drive, not, that's yeah. just part of the drive lines right the drive line starts at the engine goes through the clutch through the transmission through the drive shafts through the rear differentials, out to the wheel ends, that's all driveline. Right. And when you get a vibration in your seat and feet that starts in your seat and feet, that tells me it's something in that driveline system that we need to find. It's been as far forward as a balancer on the front of the engine. Yes. But you can only feel it in your seat and feet. Right. It starts in the seat and feet, but it was a balancer on the front end of the engine. Right. So just beware. Yes. It could be anything. And that's why we don't like talking about vibrations that much because, well, yeah, there's wheels, there's tires, there's balance, there's bearings, but that's a small fraction of what could actually be wrong. Driveline, right. Right. So, all right. We do have another call, and this one, he's pretty sure he has a tire vibration. Well, let's find out. Let's find out from uh, Canada somewhere. Hello, maybe Canada. Good morning. How's the weather here? With we're doing just fine down here. It's warming yeah. up. We might even get to forty degrees. We might, and tomorrow it'll be even warmer. Let's see. Uh, take uh, that divided by that'd be forty degrees would be about what um, six degrees below zero for you guys. <laughs> Something like that. Okay. Yeah, we got about <laughs> minus twenty Celsius and pretty good snow. Yeah, that's that's Canada. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I was talking to Kevin last week on that vibration. I eliminated a couple of things here, and I still have the vibration in the seat and feet at around uh, 55 mile an hour. That's around 90 kilometers. Okay. And when I speed up what? to one, when I speed up to 60 mile an hour, 65 mile an hour, it's still there, but not as bad. All right. Now, what is this in? That's the 2004 Mac. 2004 Mac. Okay. Okay. Does it have Mac drive axles or does it have Meritors? I'm going to check right now. How do you, how can you tell? If it's a Mac, the drive shaft actually goes over the top of the differentials and comes in through the top of them. If it's a Meritor, it comes in through the front of the differentials. Okay. Yeah, then it's the Mac. All right, so you got a Mac. The front, like the front diff, uh, seems like it's a Mac, but the rear diff, the center drive line goes into the center, kind of of the of the drive axle. Okay, action. so there's a short shaft between the front and rear, comes out of the back of the front one, and angles down into the middle of the back one. Is that right? Yeah. Kind of to the middle and off to the right side. Okay, all right. So that's the miracle. Right, yeah. It's not a Mac. Okay, fine. All right. And how long has it been doing this vibrating? Uh, it's been doing it for quite a quite a long time. So I took this time. truck and I took it for a spin, and yeah. it was way worse before I changed the front input bearing and seal, and I okay. took out them shims. The, there were shims on the housing that yeah. uh, that snug up the bearing closer. Yeah. Yeah. So I changed that bearing and took out all the shims, but it's mm-hmm. still a little loose when you go under there with the rotor and kind of want to wiggle the drive shaft. Mm-hmm. On the input side, it's still a little loose, 
but not as bad as before, and the vibration kind of improved quite a bit. But it's still there, yeah. and I checked. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I checked, uh, I did all the, the balance beads and um, what else, uh, balance beads? I don't, think, I don't think that's it. Right. The speed, normally balance vibrations don't start until you get past 100 kilometers an hour. Okay. okay. So since it's starting lower than that, we're looking at something else. Um, the other thing that I like to do when I have a vibration like this is I like to go in and take that short drive shaft out between the two differentials, right. lock in the power divider, and go for a test drive. And if the vibration's gone, that tells me there's a fight between the rear diff and the front diff. If the vibration's still okay. there, then I know I still have a vibration in the drive, but I know it's not in the rear one. It's got to be in the front one. Right. Does that make sense? Right. So that's yeah, I've never I done that before. How do you lock in your power divider? Just just lock you up your wheel dashboard. Yeah, you got to switch yeah. on the dashboard. Locks the power divider, right? Actually, this this Mac has uh, uh, three lock switches. There's one right on the side where, beside your fifth wheel slide and your um, power lock. There's one there, and then there's two buttons right beside the engine brake where you push in. There they are on air. Air over electric, that's how they work. Uh, I think um, those lock in so you have four-wheel drive instead of just two-wheel drive. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. So I would only need to flick the one switch. The one switch, just to lock the power dividers. Okay? Yeah. And, and test it. Because if you don't flip that and you let the clutch out, uh, you won't go anywhere because all the power is going to try and go to the rear diff. When you lock that, the power stays in the front diff. Okay? Okay. Okay. So give that a try and see if that solves the problem. And so, or, yeah, see where, <laughs> where it places the problem. Yeah, it helps you isolate where the vibration is. Okay? Yeah, and maybe maybe balance the, the drive shaft, too. Since you maybe, have it but I don't think so. It, 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 no, see, you're only taking out the short one. You're not taking out the long ones. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. How about when when I wiggle the 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 short one uh, in the output on the front diff? It's yeah. kind of a little loose too. Like you can really, you can feel it a little little play there. Okay. I, I that could be, but I'm not a gear guy. Okay. Okay. So mm -hmm. that could be a problem, but let's find out if it's a problem by taking that short shaft out and doing a test drive. Right, okay. And how, another thing, how about um, wheel bearings? How do you check those without taking the axle out? And, okay. uh, no, no, no. Let's discuss what the vibration would be like if it was the wheel bearings, okay? okay. If the wheel bearings are loose causing a vibration, they'll vibrate when you're at a steady speed mm -hmm. instead of when you're accelerating or decelerating. You'll have to get to a steady speed and then they'll start vibrating. And they'll shake, and they'll stop, and they'll shake, and they'll stop. But that's not what you described to me. You described to me that it starts shaking around 50 miles an hour, and it keeps going up yeah. to 60 while you're accelerating, right? Right. Yeah, and even, yeah, it, it does it back down through the speed and then up again. Yeah, I understand, yeah. but that means it's not wheel bearings. Right. Right. Okay? Okay, well, thanks. I'll try that. All right. Good luck to you, buddy. Right. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Good luck. Bye. All right. All right. Well, that was uh, that was our. Let's see. We've had three calls, I think, and that was uh, it so far. So, anybody else that has any questions for us, our number again here is uh, eight five five nine five zero three eight three five. And he was calling from twenty degrees below Celsius. Celsius with a good. Snow going on. Yeah, which puts it at about, what, 15? Below. No, our temperature. Below. 20 below would be 15 below? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because yeah. they match yeah, up right. at about 25 below. Right, right. They're 25 below and our 25 below are about the same thing. <laughs> it's cold up there. Yeah. 
It's too cold to vibrate. Okay. Very good. All right. Now we do have another thing we need to announce here. We have a uh, we have a sale going on. We have a book sale. A book sale. All the books that we have in our inventory are twenty five percent off. So if you've been thinking about getting some, yes, for yourself or as a gift, Mm -hmm. uh, now's the time to pick them up. Now's the time to do it. That's on our website. Actually, I guess I don't know that it's on Let's Trucks website. I don't know how that would affect them. I don't. But if it, if it comes to it, we'll figure that out. Yep. I guess we better have a discussion with somebody about how that's going to work. But it is 25% off, as we've noted on our Facebook and other places and on our website. Mm-hmm. All right. We have uh, somebody from South Carolina. So, let's see what they have to say. Somebody from South Carolina? It might be Brian. Hello, Brian. It it just might be Brian. How you doing, fellas? (laughs) We're good. Yourself? Great, man. Um, Yeah, I was just listening to you talk about, you know, an alignment shop. Need one near Charlotte. I live in Spartanburg, South Carolina, and there's not many I see you have listed in South Carolina either. Nope. Sure. What would it take to get into doing that? I mean, whether it be a mobile or that, I just thought about coming off the road in 62. I thought, I really just want to get tired of these people out on the road here, and I still want to, you know, stay busy and stuff. Well, maybe this will be something worth looking into. Me and my brother's been talking about doing a business anyway, so. Okay. Uh, The equipment necessary, from our point of view, the alignment equipment, is $7,000. Right. Okay. Has a 10-year warranty, runs on flashlight batteries. It can be used stationary in a shop if you have a shop and you want to work there. It can be used mobile. You can set up a pickup truck or a van. You can go around and do things mobile. Right. Now, in addition to our equipment, you would need to have impact guns, sockets, wrenches, a bottle jack, some things like that. We got some recommendations on that. I think the total amount of tooling that you would need to buy would be somewhere between three and five thousand dollars worth of stuff. Somewhere in there, yeah. Which yeah. many of them you probably already have. Yeah, if you if you're already doing mechanic work on a truck, you probably got most of these tools already. Yeah. Oh no, I'm a I'm a company driver, but I have. Uh-huh. I've done 20 years sales and marketing before I started driving a truck, and I've been 19 years driving a truck, and. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I but I've also worked as a mechanic and shop foreman and. Uh, so I, I know mechanics. I've been working on cars since the 70s. But you know how it is. It's just, it all comes apart and goes back together. It don't matter what it is. That's right. That's right. And now, you might have noticed there's a bit of a labor shortage right now for mechanics. So yeah, if we you wanted to get care. into the business, there's a lot of work to do. Okay. Then you've got a couple of decisions to make. We can train you on the alignment stuff. We have training videos. We have manuals. We have those books we just talked about to help you understand what we need to do on a truck to fix it and what settings we want and stuff like that. Right. In addition, on the equipment is a tech line you can call seven days a week when you're working on a truck and something's not making sense. You call and talk to either Kevin and I. We'll help you work through the problems. We do that all the time. No problem. Okay? The okay. decisions you're going to have to make about your operation is how expansive is the repair work you want to do. Hmm. Now, when I did the work and I was doing alignments, all I want to do is alignment. I didn't want to replace bushings. I didn't want to do leaf springs. I didn't want to do kingpins. I didn't want to do wheel bearings. I just wanted to do alignment. It kept my work simple, and I worked along. But the average truck that you walk up to and look at that the guy wants alignment on is going to need somewhere between $1,500 and $2,000 worth of repair work before it can be aligned. Average. On average. Right. So what I was doing was I had repair shops in town that I would simply refer them to go into bills, have the alignment or the repair done. I'll come in and I'll do the alignment after it's done. When I went to fleets, they had their own mechanics. I'd show them what's wrong with the truck. Fix your truck. When you're done, fix it. Then I'll do the alignments. Okay. But okay. A bunch, a bunch of the guys that we're working with have decided, no, they want to go ahead and do the repair work too. So they right. bought more equipment. They set up more operations so that they could do the bushings, they could do the kingpins, and they could get all of the work and then do the alignment. You have to decide how far into that you want to go. Right. That's going to depend mostly on your market. 
Yeah. Uh, how, you know, again, the labor shortage really is an issue. Getting a vehicle into a shop to get it repaired, to get the alignment can be difficult right now. Right. So, yeah. uh, you know, if well, you can do the... Go ahead. Well, I thought that was a good area there between you know, between Charlotte and Atlanta on the 85 corridor, you know, the bit around yeah. Spartanburg where I live at. So it would be a good be area fabulous. with just plenty. Excuse me? It would be fabulous. Yep. Yeah, and uh, that's what I was thinking. I thought, well, you know, but see, I got a lot now that you're talking about. Just do the alignment, you know, send it to somebody. I got a matter of fact, I got a friend that does uh, mechanical work, a couple of friends. Mm -hmm. So, you know, mm -hmm. I could get them to do the mechanical work and do that and. And do the uh, just do the alignment. The uh, just one hundred percent focus on that. Yep, and then you're both happy. Now, right. for example, I'm in Des Moines, Iowa, and we have two hundred and fifty thousand population. We're right on a couple of interstates. There's a lot of trucks coming through. There's fleets based here. I went around, and here's how I sold the business. How I marketed myself. I had my stuff in my vehicle. I'd go to a fleet. I'd walk in, introduce myself to the maintenance guy. Hand him a business card, say, I'm Mike, I'm with MD Alignment. I do mobile alignments. Are you, Mr. Fleet Guy, happy with the tire and handling you're getting on your trucks? If he said, yes, he was happy. I said, fine, you got my card, you ever have a problem, give me a call, and I'd leave. Because either he is really happy and I can't help him, or he's lying to me, which means I can't help him. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> but 90% yeah. of them, when I walked in and asked that question, said, no, I'm not happy with the tire and handling I'm getting. And I said, okay, fine. You've got 50 trucks. You've got two trucks in this fleet that eat tires for breakfast, drive like pigs. Everybody's tried to fix them. Nobody could. And she said, yeah, that's number 14, number 25. I want those two trucks. I'm going to come into your shop. I'm going to inspect them. I'm going to show your mechanic what's mechanically wrong. You guys can fix it if we find mechanicals. Then I'm going to align it, both of them. You're going to put new tires on it. I'm going to give you a bill. But you don't pay that bill until you're satisfied those trucks are fixed. But the day you pay that bill, I get to fix your other 48 trucks. I never lost. It was the way to sell the business. Right. Sounds great. I mean, that's a, that's a great market. <laughs> Me with the 20 years of sales and marketing, I definitely understand where you're coming from on that. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it was a put up or shut up deal. I can put up or I'm going to shut up. And, and you, know, you know, you can't shut them up. Yeah, you can't shut him up. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I know how he is. I've been listening to Mike too many years on every Thursday with uh, Kevin. So there you go. There you go. We know, so we know how we know how what kind of troublemaker he is. Yep. <laughs> now what I did was I went around to the local repair shops in town, including the truck dealerships. Do you guys have alignment equipment? No. I'm Mike MD Alignment. I can do alignments for you wholesale right here in your shop. You don't have mm -hmm. to send them out anywhere. Then I went around to the fleets. I can come in here and do your alignments for you. You don't have to send your trucks anywhere. And after I went around and did that, I wound up doing four or five alignments every day, and I didn't have to do any sales work anymore. I was just taking care of my customers. By word of mouth, you, your service sold itself, I'm assuming. Yep. Once you get the, the job done and done right and people are bragging about it, I didn't have to go looking for work anymore. We were busy. Right. Okay. Just some ideas. I wanted to bounce around. I just, you see, you give me guys, you give me a lot of information there. No, exact. Not that I'm just kind of. You give me numbers that are exact to give me a, an idea of what I'm looking at. Sure. Exactly. Now to give you some more ideas. When I was doing alignments all the time back in the '90s, I was averaging a hundred alignments a month. A hundred trucks a month. A hundred trucks a month. Now, wow. those truck bills that I would send out, some of them were just an inspection, and I would charge them like 50 bucks. Some of them were a partial alignment. Some of them were a full alignment. Okay? All right. Okay. Then I got talked into changing that because if I give a 60-day, 30,000-mile warranty on my alignments, well, if I only do a partial alignment because you only need the front done or only does the rear done, then the guy would come back and complain, oh, darn, now I got to do the other end of the truck. But he didn't want to pay for any more because he already had his guarantee. Right. So right. we realized we need to just charge a full alignment when we do it. Okay? So okay. a full alignment today is 300 bucks. It's getting to be more. Yeah, it's getting to be yeah. more, but a base would be 300 bucks. Yeah, yeah. And they keep saying, they send, they send my truck over to the local Peterbilt shop. It comes back, and it still wants to make a right-hand turn and go out across the field. 
That's what you want to fix. That's what we fixed and made up. Okay, so if you're getting $300 for each alignment, you need to decide how many alignments like that do you need to do five days a week to make your minimum income to pay your bills and be happy. If that's one alignment a day, great. You know what your target is. If it's two alignments or four alignments, if you did 100 alignments a month, at $300 alignment, would that be worth doing the business? Absolutely. So there's where you figure out what yeah. you're go, going to do and where you're going to go. So. Yeah, my problem is I'm a workaholic. I don't know any better, but it's wide open. So, <laughs> Well, the, the, the next thing that I'm going to recommend to you is that you go around and survey some of the repair shops in town and some of the fleets in town. And a tire dealer without alignment equipment. And tire dealers that don't have alignment equipment and ask them, I'm thinking about setting up a mobile truck alignment operation. Would you be interested in having that service? Find out if there's people around that would like to have you come in and do the work before you spend any money. Okay. We've got a lot of yeah, connections anyway, so that's not a problem. It's uh, like our company. We have 200 trucks, uh, mm-hmm. and I've been here over five years. We're real good friends with these people that own this company. But half mm-hmm. of our, half of them are owner-operators. So that's okay. You know, they got the same problem everybody else does. Exactly. I mean, there's you know that just to me that's just a lot of customers out there. Even if you play the percentage, you you know you call on ten, you might get one, but you call on a hundred, you might get you know ten or twelve. Yeah. You know. And if he gets yep. one and you satisfy him, the next thing you know, he's telling all his buddies and you got them calling you. You do. Because finding a shop that will really <laughs> fix the truck is tough. Yeah, and, and this is, you all know this is true of everything, including alignment. I mean, if you find a repair shop that treats a driver well, they're going to get uh, a lot more business. Yep. So it's, it, well, it's, that's exactly. I mean, it, it's all about service. If you don't have service, you don't have a business. That's just bottom line. Right. Yep, you know, if, right. I, if I didn't make my deliveries on time, you know, with the chemicals that I uh, majorly haul, you know, then uh, we would have a problem over here. But we have the other problem where we can't we can't get enough drivers or enough trucks. <laughs> yes, yes, which means the trucks that you got need to run right and they need to quit eating tires. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, now this, right. slightly, let, me, let me run this past you real quick. This truck here, and I run uh, about two hundred thousand on the. The set that was on here, I don't remember what those were, but we swapped them out and put a set of Firestones on last February. Come May, they were worn out. But now we're back to uh, Yokohama's and not having a problem at all. Is that is Firestone have an issue with tires or you know because they never lined the truck up or nothing? But the right front were slam out and this down in canvas really easy, real quick. There are tires that are more susceptible to alignment problems than others. And inflation problems. Yes. So I can't particularly say that Firestone's got a problem any more than anybody else does. Yeah. But some tires I mean, will put up with the problem better than others will. I watched. I mean, well, I did, well, like I say, it's always pulling, but it doesn't show a lot of wear on the uh, on the tires, on the previous tires. But uh, the Firestone's, it seemed to, but I'm, it, the ones on here now, they uh, been on here since May, no wear on them, you know, but still look, just normal again, wear. Again, like you, you say, it's, said, it's got a right pull, which means it's got alignment problem, and one tire puts up with that problem better than the other does. Right. Gotcha. That okay. makes sense. I just, right. just taught me something else. I, lo- I learned a bunch of new stuff today, guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> have a mer- you have I don't talk day. to you before. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas no to you. Thank too. you. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right. All right, and that's uh, that's what we uh, deal with every day when we're not on the podcast too. Yeah, is uh, is deal with these issues. There's no end really to the education on these vehicles, especially because they just keep changing. There's certain things that change in trucks, but the that's the interesting thing. People say, "Well, I've got this particular make and model near truck, so what are the alignment settings for it?" <laughs> or I've got this particular make and model of truck with the alignment settings for it. The interesting thing is after doing this for 50 years, the settings are all the same. Uh, you're not, that's not exactly true. The Volvo and the Flexair each have their own, but it's the, it's but it's the same one. <laughs> basic settings 
<laughs> just slightly wider. Just a little wider. Under under watts. That's but, it. But you don't you don't have a whole list of different specs for all the different trucks. That's that's just all bull. It is actually only a thirty second inch difference. Yeah, there's nothing there. All right. So yes, uh, that's that's the we're fortunate in that regard. Just like I was saying earlier about the you know the new electric trucks are probably going to need chrome tires. There will be tire wear issues. There's a new tire wear issue here in the last few years. Uh, disc brakes. Mm-hmm. They are causing very rapid tire wear. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a it's a wear rate issue. It's not a tire wear pattern issue. Right. But uh, it's happening, and uh, it's it's affecting us. The horsepower, more horsepower going through the footprint means you're wearing tires faster. The low rolling resistance tires yeah. change the way it wears. But by the same token, the rear suspension used on a Freightliner right has been the same since 1990. Right. Okay. Uh, the standard Peterbilt low air leaf suspension has been the same since 2005. Right. I mean, they they don't change a lot of stuff in trucks. That's a, that, that is a, an astoundingly long time when you think about it, considering all the differences we saw in the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s. As they were transitioning from spring rides into air right. rides and figuring out what's right and wrong about air rides. Right. And it, there's some stuff changes, but it's not that much. It's not like a car. No, <laughs> they, they change the suspension in the car every six months, and the, the guys are buying have buy new tools because they can't figure out how to work on them. Right, I was worried uh, when we started this all this stuff that uh, the trucking industry was going to go through such evolution that our equipment and our process was going to end up, you know, outdated like a buggy whip. But I, I can see for the next fifty years, the the trucks are still going to be out there running the same way they are now. And the new trucks that come out are going to have the same problems until they quit using tires. Until they quit using tires, we're going to have these issues, have the issues, and we're going to solve them this way. Yep. And uh, the the knowledge that we've got and the equipment that we use is still going to be valuable in fifty years. Yep. So that's uh, any other questions? Let's see. It's we got a few more minutes Here's left here. Minutes. Uh, our number here is eight five five. Nine five zero three eight three five. Anybody with any questions about tires, handling, alignment, the future of the country? No, no, uh, no, 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 <laughs> no. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Leave that alone. Leave it alone. The future of the industry? No, probably not. I'll discuss some details of the industry, but the now industry. I'm not going to get deep into it. I don't know. It's about logistics. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know no. nothing about railroad trains. I've we, been I've been proven false so many times about the future of this yeah. country. We had a guy come to us once that builds railroad cars down out of East St. Louis, yeah. and they wanted a wheel alignment system to align the wheels going underneath the railroad cars. Right. And and as we got talking about it, and I figured out what was going on, and I said, okay, I can build this. This is no big deal. It's very simple. And I and he's all excited. And I said, okay, now how many of these systems are you going to need? You need 10,000 of them? Oh, no. You're going to need 5,000? Oh, no. Two? Are you going to need 500 of them? No. He said, there might be 50 shops in North America that do this kind of work. <laughs> uh, okay, I can show you how to do it, and I'm really not excited about this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, yeah. It would be unique. Crack my brain for those. But uh, for 50 deals. <laughs> <laughs> and all we've got a terrible business model, honestly. Yep. Yes. We've not improved it. I realize McDonald's is out there franchising left and right, but we don't actually franchise. We don't franchise anything. All we do is sell equipment and provide training. It's a, it's a terrible mistake that we've uh, perpetuated over and over, and we're never going to change our minds on. We just sell the equipment and provide that support. And you got to figure out how to run your own business. We'll, we'll make suggestions. Yep. But it's your business. Yep. All right. We got uh, one more call coming in. I think he wants to talk about disc brakes cool. out of St. Cloud. So he's got 18 possible shops to go to. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm in Iowa right, right now. You're in Iowa. Iowa. Okay. Well, yeah. Buy Iowa truck and trailer. They'll they'll fix your. What's up? up? You said something that caught my ear about disc brakes and rapid tire wear. Why is that? Disc brakes do not heat fade 
they get tighter and tighter and apply brakes and apply the horsepower better to stopping the spinning assembly than drums do. Now, when the federal government changed the stopping distance that trucks are required to stop, they had to increase the braking horsepower in the brakes. With drum brakes, they can only do two things. They either need to make the drum wider and put bigger shoes on it so that they have more braking application, or they had to go to disc brakes, which were much more efficient at stopping than a drum is. Mm -hmm. In the initial phases, they couldn't make the drums any bigger on the rear of the truck, so they made the drums bigger on the front end of the truck and made the steer axle do more of the braking. When they did that, the steer tires wore out a lot faster. Yep. When they finally got the disc brakes set up where they could put them on the back of the truck and the front of the truck, they evened out the tire wear, but stopping a truck in a shorter distance wears the tires faster. Yep. The, the, you're using the tread of the tire to stop the vehicle. Right. I mean, yes, you are applying brake, but it's the tire that's actually stopping you. Yes, that makes sense. I thought it was, had to do with heat dissipation. Nope. Nope. It has straight abrasion because the brakes don't stop the truck. The brakes stop the rotation of the assembly. The tire stops the truck. And it's, it is using okay. tread life to do it. Okay. Yep. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. Yeah, I'm really happy with your guys' uh, alignment. For the first time ever, I got over 200,000 miles out of a set of steer tires. Awesome. You get up there in the ballpark that's we like right here. <laughs> yeah, that's where we uh, want yes. everybody. It's our, it's our goal. <laughs> now, before the alignment, what kind of typical steer tire life were you getting? Uh, about 150. Oh, that's, that's not bad great. either. That's that, great. That, that's above well, average. Yep. I used a lot of di static balance. And mm -hmm. then right. I know with, um, you recommend changing leaf springs on the front every 500,000 miles. Yep. This one had uh, close to 2 million on it before I changed them, and that seemed to help with tire wear as well. Yes, it does. Yep. 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 Well, the average trucker... Average fleet truck in North America using conventional alignment and normal maintenance practices is getting somewhere between 80 and 120,000 miles on steer tires. Right. And that's I, fleet, I talk to fleets all the time, and that's what they're getting at. I said, well, we could probably double that. Yeah, now, what kind of truck are you driving? Uh, 97, 379 Peterbilt. Right. And that thing's just about broke in, isn't it? <laughs> just about. So, so it's got the I like to say the smaller. Yeah, it's got the smaller drums on the steer. Yep, it's got a long nose. Yep, it's uh, not carrying as much weight literally on the steer. Probably only and it's not putting it through as much that. stress. Yep. That's the that's the configuration where we can get the longest tire life. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, Merry Christmas to you, buddy. Have a good day. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Thank you, thank you so much for the cut. All right. Bye-bye. All right. All right. So that's uh, that's the uh, another satisfied customer. Like we that. only have a few for the uh, hundreds of thousands, thousands. And, <laughs> and what millions of alignments that have been done using our system since 1996 when we started selling the QCT. Well, now, I was doing the same alignment with 30 foot of string and tape measure roll duct tape for years before that. True, and you were selling the book before there was a QCT, That's but true. there were only a handful of people actually using it. That's true. And now... We got the laser. Right, and we got uh, a lot... Of, yes, the, the laser system is a great system. Not literally different. It's only different in one small way from the string and tape measure. You exactly. can actually get a thrust measurement on both drive axles. Yes, because I couldn't get a thrust measurement on the rear one. I'd right. tram it. Which helped us It helped us discover how inaccurate tram was. Right, right. And uh, based on that, I know we're doing better work. Yep. But uh, other than that, it's it's uh, very, very similar to everything we've we've been doing for 35 years. Instead of just 25 years. Right. right. Um, 
Uh, we got another call coming in. We got a call coming in? That will be, yeah. We're going to have to hurry up. We only got four minutes left for me. Yeah, we got lunch waiting for us now, so. Ooh. All right, we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and get this, uh, this guy going now so we can clear this up and take care of our... Hello, maybe Hal. Are you there? Maybe Hal? Are you there, Hal? Hal, I think you're... you're... I can't hear you. Yeah, I didn't mute him or anything. He's there. We had a little background noise first, and then it disappeared. Did you? All right. Well, we'll go ahead and drop that. Maybe you can try calling back. We'll give him a couple of minutes. Because we have another one. All right. This one is not from (laughs) having trouble dropping it, too. Okay. Uh, Casey Tirewear. Okay. This guy has a Tirewear question out of maybe Vermont. Maybe Vermont. Hello, Casey. Hi, Kevin and Mike. How you doing? We're good. You? Good. Um, my question basically is, I'm a company driver, and I drive a 2022 Freightliner 122. Um, they sent it to have a wheel alignment done because it was pulling to the right. I'm up in Vermont, so we don't have anybody around to do MD alignment that I know of that I could find. No, you do not. Right. So I we sent did. it to our local dealer, and uh, they did an alignment, which I said it's not going to work, and it didn't. When I got it back, they had flipped the front tires around and done stuff to them because the feathered wear was going the opposite direction on one of them and not the other. Plus, it was right. pulling to the left harder than it was pulling to the right when they sent to it to them. Yep, that's, so yep my, that happened. Right. My question, I, the, and the rear, I'm sure the rear ends are pointing in the wrong direction. They're pointing into the ditch. That's what it seems like to me. Okay. My my question is, you do have a, an alignment shop that I found up in Maine. We're quite a long mm-hmm. ways from me, but we do go out that way from time to time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, how, if, they just came here for a retrain. What's that? Those guys in Maine just came here for a retrain uh, this month. Oh. This, this oh, okay, past. cool. Mm-hmm. The, how how flat do the tires need to be? Does the tread need to be for an alignment to be accurate, or does it matter? And it or matter. if I had new tires put on it, would driving it to there ruin that pro- no. or make no. a problem with that as well? The tires don't have to be flat. I prefer to see tires with the irregular wear patterns in them, so I know what I got to fix. Right. You can change the tires after I work on it, and it won't change my alignment. Right. Okay. okay. First. So I, I really don't care. Bring it in with the old tires on it. Let's look at it, see what it's doing, and right. we'll adjust it, and we'll get it squared away, and then you can put new tires on if you want, or you can run those out. Right. Now, as far as the alignment that you just got, I'm not saying that it's right or wrong, but I'm saying that the experience of flipping the tires and end up with a worse left pull than you had a right pull that it, uh, indicates that uh, much of the problem was in the tire. Now... The difference between having a left pull in your tire and a right pull in your tire is that if your if your vehicle is pulling or if your tires are pulling you left, gravity is pushing those tires right, and eventually it'll actually drive straight. Right. If the tires are pushing you right, gravity is also pushing you right, and they'll never drive straight. So by rotating that tire, even if it was feathered, there's hope that you'll actually be able to even out the tire wear. <laughs> and being a company driver, I will probably get to that point before we end up changing the tires. <laughs> there you go. Probably. There you go. <laughs> so that's that's the situation. And uh, yeah, there's, there's there are the guys up in Maine. They know what they're doing. They can handle your problem uh, if if it's still a problem. So what I need to do is try and make a sales pitch to the man in charge of taking care of these things to get it up yeah. there after we just spent money on having yeah. it lined up. I just don't want to send it back to that place because it's just not going to make any difference. Yeah. No, I understand that's fixing mean. the problem. Yeah. Okay. okay. All righty. Thank you right. very much and have a Merry Christmas. Thank, thank you. Buddy. Thank Bye-bye. you. All right. All right. And now we've got one more. Uh, Is this maybe Hal? Okay. It's Hal. Good. And I guess he's in South Carolina maybe. has a question about... Let's talk to okay. You. Hello, Hal. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm uh, I, I'm a company driver. I've been driving about 22 years. I'm currently in a um, 
straight truck that's uh, with a tank on the back, 4,000-gallon tank. I've got a yep. float axle under the middle. Um, I've got running two different tires on the front. I, one tire on the front, no matter what tire I put on it, it bounces. I'm just wondering what I need to, what I need to check if there's something else that could cause it to bounce. True bounce. Uh, uh, be a rim or a, a weight on the brake uh, drum or or something that would cause it to bounce, no matter what car you hey. put on it. Okay, all right. First, let's describe the bounce. How fast do you have to get going before it starts to bounce? Good question. It's I can feel it about 30, and okay. it gets uh, faster with speed, of course, but uh, and it shakes the bed. Uh, I got a spot mirror on the on the hood, and I, I, I can't see in the spot mirror. It's shaking so okay. bad. Okay, all right, that's fine. Oh. Has it always done this since you started driving the truck? Yes, sir, and I got this truck brand new in September of 18. It's a 19 okay. KW. And you've changed tires on that front, and, and it yep. keeps doing the same thing, right? Yep. I've changed tires. I've changed brands. Okay. Um, all right. All right. That's all right. All right. Okay. All right. Starting as low a speed as you're getting it, I don't think it's balance. Right. I think there's something wrong with the way the wheel assembly is mounting on the hub, and it's actually out of round. Okay. Ah, okay. So I and and I think it was a birth defect because it's done it since brand new. So yeah. I would be interested in jacking up that wheel position and spinning it and looking at the lug nuts and looking at everything to see what's going out around as you're spinning it to figure out what you gotta fix. Okay. All right. Now I've noticed something I mean it's not much, but there's a little bit of distance on the uh when the when the tire's mounted on the hub, mm -hmm. it wants to. It, there, there's a little bit of room there around the lugs. Uh, yes. Can that little bit of motion be enough to be out of balance? Well, the lugs don't fit the hole in the rim. On the new yeah. trucks, the center of the hole on the rim is piloted on fingers that come off of the hub. Oh, yes, it is. And if those yes. fingers are wrong, then it's not centering it and it's causing it to go around. So it could be a defective hub that's mm. causing all the problems. How about right. that? Okay. Okay. Which is why we, you know, uh, we promote a company called True Balance. Well, True Balance okay. might help it, but, but we need to figure out what's out of round. And right. I would be looking at the wheel. I'd look at the studs. I'd spin it. Are the studs going around in a uniform circle or are they lumping around, which means they're out of place? You know, you got to find out what right. it is, but something in there is okay. mounting it out of the Right. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, and if you, you mentioned me. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you mentioned uh, the alignment shops. Uh, I run uh, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Tennessee, Alabama, Florida. Is there anything in the southeast here, uh, uh, shops you, that we can use? If you go to our website, our website is mdalign.com. M-D-A-L-I-G-N. M-D-A-L-I-G-N.com. There's a U.S. map on there. You can click on the map. You can pick a state, and it'll show you the shops in that state that do it our way. All right. That's great. Okay. Now, I had a uh, um, shop manager at a Kenworth dealer when I was having this problem trying to get it fixed. I run... 22,000 miles on the first tire that was on this truck, and I mm -hmm. could see the cord, cord in the right side. I mean, it was just yep. that bad out. Yep. Well, uh, the shop, shop says it's a new truck. I'm not touching it for his alignment. He mm -hmm. told me that Kenworth sets their alignment, their, their front ends, one degree to the right. And, and I, I carried it to another shop. It's just uh, uh, a shop that I know. I know the guys that work there, and mm -hmm. he put it on. He put it on alignment machine, and he said it's great because before mm -hmm. I had this done, it would pull to the right, even in the left lane. I mean, it did mm -hmm. the, the highway's tapered to the 
to the left, it should go to the left, but it won't. Because it was so far out of alignment. Now, I put care to that shop, and now it don't know which lane it likes the best. I mean, it, it drives so good. My tires are not yeah. wearing. And this guy told me, he said, it's great. Good. Why, Kenworth wants to one degree to the right unless gravel goes to sleep and it's going to go off the road instead of hit someone. Well, That's all that, was, that, that was an excuse for the guy because he doesn't know the real answer. So he says, they set him up to go to the right so you don't cross into the left lane and have a head-on accident. That's or the something. old wives' tale. It's a bunch of bullshit. Right. Don't believe it. Right. There's a, okay. there's uh, I've found Kenworth and Peterbilt's to be just the most uh, adaptable uh, vehicles to alignment. Uh, they, they intend this vehicle to drive straight, and they give you the tools even often right there on the truck to make sure that you can get it there. So saying that they set it up this way knew eh, they wanted to drive straight. Yeah, that, tell them they set the trucks up to go to the right is wrong. That is completely bull. Okay. okay. All right. All righty, buddy. I'm nice talking with you, and I, I appreciate what you guys do. It's really taught me a lot. I, I, I'm not an operator, but I, I, all the stuff that you communicate, I could use, uh, yeah, even as a, com- as a company driver, and have a, have a Merry Christmas. You do the same. Bye-bye. All right, thank you. All right, bye. Yeah, I appreciate the company drivers out there and the trouble that they've got with their shops. If you can point them our way, we can help your shop do a better job. Anytime. Glad to do it. All right, guys. We'll talk to you all next week. Yep, we got uh, lunch waiting for us. We guess I guess we better go. Thank you for your time. We'll keep, we'll be back next Thursday at noon, and uh, we'll have probably more barks and other things to yep. color our show with. Yes, thank you very much. Bye.